Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce a brand new monthly segment to our show. It's called Big Business Advice for Small Business Owners. And our first guest is Kara Hoganson. Senior Vice President of Specialty Benefits at Principal Financial Group. And she knows a lot of advice to give for small business owners because she's been doing this for quite some time. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Kara Hoganson. Welcome. Thanks, Brian. It truly is a pleasure to be here as a regular listener of your podcast. Um, It's exciting to have the opportunity to actually be on it. Well, we are thrilled to have you. You know, I always get feedback from our listeners, suggestions, some, you know, comments and some criticisms and whatnot. Um, but this was actually one of, of uh, the pieces of advice I got. They, they, somebody, actually a couple of people wrote into me and said, you know, it seems like you deal a lot with big business owners. Can they tell us anything that they're seeing? And, and let us know about, you know, some, what they're seeing, what other business owners are doing, sort of like benchmarking. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's an absolutely fantastic idea. And so what a better way to kick off the second half of 2022 than introduce a new segment with a great guest. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be your your first guest in this new segment. And, and hopefully your listeners will get a nugget or two that they might find helpful. I have no doubt that they will find more than a few nuggets. All right, so let's get into it. So you are Senior Vice President of Specialty Benefits at Principal Financial Group. What exactly are specialty benefits and why should business owners know about them? Sure. So specialty benefits is really the terminology that we use at principle to describe two different lines of business, but they're related lines of business. So we have our individual disability insurance business, um, which really provides income protection for individuals if they're unable to work for a longer period of time, say something north of, of six months. And then we have our group insurance business. So those are solutions for employers looking to provide um, peace of mind and benefits to their employees. Coverages like dental insurance, vision insurance, um, group life insurance, short-term and long-term disability, along with worksite products like critical illness and, and accident insurance. And why businesses should care is that these types of benefit offerings are absolutely essential at this point in time in order to attract and retain talent. Our research would say that, you know, the majority of small businesses are interested in increasing or making their benefit programs more robust Mm -hmm. um, because they recognize the value that they provide in attracting and retaining talent. You know, it's, that's a great point that you make. Um, I think about all of the changes that have taken place uh, since 2020 and uh, how, business owners today are looking at every opportunity and every feature that they can offer to uh, or benefit uh, that they can offer to employees. You know, now that you have remote work, you can hire anybody uh, anywhere, you know, to work on your business, but you also have to step up your game, you know, to get the best of the best, you're going to have to offer the best. But but I want to talk a little bit about the, the individual disability insurance that you offer, because I feel like a lot of business owners will not take that. 
you know, that they'll kind of play a game of chance, like, oh, it'll never happen to me or somebody on my team. And, and I constantly remind them that, you know, life can change on a dime. And when it does, it hits you in the back of the head like a two by four that, you know, it's not like, you know, disability, you know, knocks on your door and says, oh, by the way, I'm going to be back in a couple of months and I'm going to, you know, give you some kind of disability that's going to render you useless for a year or two years. Right. Tell, tell me what some of the forms of disability are that that people get. I mean, I'm thinking like cancer, you get hit by a truck. Um, you know, tell, tell me what else there would be. Really, you know, um, it's unfortunate, but it can be such a variety of, of conditions, you know, um, the reality is that one in four Americans will experience a point in time during their careers, whether they're a business owner or, or working for um, a business where they're unable to work for an extended period of time. So it could be, you know, um, cancer treatments. It could be, um, you know, having a trampoline accident and becoming paralyzed. It could be, oh gosh, a surgery that didn't go well, or the recovery for a surgery just takes a lot longer than one anticipated. And particularly for, for business owners, when they are so integral to the success of that business, that can just be, you know, devastating to, to the business. Mm -hmm. um, and so definitely encourage business owners to take a look at, you know, what a few hundred dollars in many situations can yeah. do in terms of of providing them a portion of their income during that period of time when they may be unable to work. There's also additional types of solutions available where that type of income protection can actually be paid to the business and cover expenses. We can also provide um, key person protection. So maybe it's, it's not only the business owner, but there's a couple of really key talented individuals that the business couldn't run without that individual's knowledge and skills. And so we can ensure them that in the event they're unable to work for a period of time, that that business is able to maybe um, get along. It wouldn't be the same, but they're able to make some, some changes and adapt a little bit while that individual is taking the time to recover. So it popped in my head, um, and this may be a curveball, but you, you, all of the things we just discussed are physical mm -hmm. conditions. What about mental health? What about mm -hmm. is that? Is that something that because if I feel like that's so new to, you know, businesses dealing with it, what about somebody becoming disabled because of mental health issues? Mm -hmm. Yep. It depends. That absolutely can be covered. It is going to depend on the policy itself. And oftentimes with these individual disability policies, there is an underwriting process. It's unlike group insurance where there's, you know, you're underwriting the group on the individual side of the business, you are underwriting the individual. So depending on kind of that individual circumstances, um, you know, there are absolutely policies that can be written that if someone finds themselves with some mental health challenges, that those, you that income protection would be provided in those situations as well. And you're absolutely right. You know, this pandemic has brought so many changes. One of the 
I'll call it good changes is the fact that the mental health conversation is taking place more often than it was prior to the pandemic. So I anticipate that we'll continue to see more solutions brought to the market for people that, that really need help with their brain health. I think that's awesome. I, I feel like when I say mental health insurance, obviously there are mental behavior um, you know, sections in your medical insurance, but I feel like you know, it's almost like cyber insurance was five years ago. Everyone's kind of like, hmm, really? Like, mm-hmm. you know, OK, now it, it's it's mainstream. It's, you know, by protecting yourself from cyber attacks and whatnot. But I have a feeling that's going to be more of a conversation. We could actually have a separate podcast about that mental health and, and the business. Absolutely. Um, but but, you know, one thing that you do and that I've been a big fan of and I think I first reached out to you is something that you do called the well-being index. And I can't remember when you launched it, but it's incredible how you you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the small business market. Tell me when you started it and how often you do it and what are some of the recent findings that you've you've seen with small business owners? Sure. So the well-being index started, gosh, probably about a decade ago at this point in time. And originally it was an annual survey that we did focused on, you know, kind of the, the degree of optimism or pessimism, kind of what was top of mind for small businesses, what opportunities and challenges they were seeing as they were um, managing their respective businesses. One of the changes we made as an organization at the beginning of the pandemic is we moved from an annual survey to pulses, multiple pulses of the survey throughout the year. So we're doing anywhere from three to four different surveys um, that combine and, and we report as the well-being index. And what that has allowed us to do is as things were changing so quickly, it has allowed us to, your point, kind of keep our pulse on you know, a consistent set of topics over time, like the degree of optimism for for small businesses. And so right now, we see that 80% of small businesses are comfortable with their current cash flow. More than a third are cautious, though, about the economic outlook for the next 12 months. They rank inflation as the top concern facing their business and the cost of healthcare as the second top concern. Now, one note is this, the last time we gathered this information, so what I just shared with you was collected back in March. We actually will be going out and surveying again here in two weeks and reporting that at the end of August. So it will be fascinating because we ask enough similar questions that we can trend this data over time. Are you introducing any new questions in August, like rising interest rates or, you know, something along those lines where, yeah, you're starting, you're you're really starting to see the impact. And if it goes out in two weeks, you may catch the next increase, the rate increase where it could be another three quarters of a point or even a full point, depending on how aggressive the Fed gets. So will you introduce new questions then? We do. So with each iteration of the survey, we focus on a particular topic or two. And so we'll ask about cash flow and optimism and the like. We'll ask what concerns are top of mind. Some of the topics that we have um, looked into are cybersecurity and what small businesses are or aren't doing. Um, We've looked into mental health. We've looked into workplace flexibility. And so we're at the point where we're just finalizing those questions. Um, So I'm going to leave it as a bit of a 
surprise as to what the topics of focus are going to be for our next survey. Okay. And, and if somebody wanted to see that, the survey results, how can they do that? Sure. If you go to principal.com and it's P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L.com and then just type in well-being index in the search feature, you'll be taken to uh, a page there that will provide you not only the most recent results, but any historical results that might be of interest. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of your website. So I went on your website in advance of the, the podcast just to look at it. And you have something called the benefit design tool, which I absolutely love. I was like, you know, when business owners get their their health plans, it's always, you know, it's silver, gold, platinum, or it's this, it's that, it's that, you know, and and it, it's it's hard for us to figure out what is actually the best. But but you have something now that which can really be helpful to business owners who are trying to figure out what's the best uh, benefit plan for them. So tell me a little bit about the benefit design tool. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad that you found it helpful. We actually just finished redesigning this this tool and we'll be interested in any feedback that your listeners have. So one of the things that we have found as small businesses in particular are trying to evaluate their benefit programs is often they don't even know where to start. And one of the places that can be helpful as a place to start is what companies like a particular business are doing. So we've aggregated the data from our 140,000 customers and have created this tool where a user can go out to the website and enter their zip code, the number of employees that they employ, um, and what industry that the business is in. And with that, then get a report that will show the most common kind of benefit offerings for similarly situated companies. And then if the person is interested in even more detail, so maybe this particular business um, has a benefit program in place, they can actually go the next step and say, okay, for dental insurance, here's what I'm I'm, um, offering in terms of our coinsurance and deductible for our 401k plan. Here's what our matching contributions are. Here's whether we offer auto escalation features. So enter some high level information around the actual plan designs for the, the benefit program program that they have and actually do a side-by-side comparison to say, how does my company, if I'm the user, compare to similarly situated companies based on geography and industry? And it's not that it's a good or bad thing. It's just a starting point to say, hey, are my benefits competitive? And maybe they are, and maybe they're not, but maybe cash compensation is making up for that Or maybe it's worth having a conversation with a professional to say, hey, maybe I should make some changes. So you can go in and just kind of mix and match. Say, I would like that, that, that. It's almost like a la carte. I want Mm -hmm. these things in my my plan offering to my, my employees. Yes, you can. Yep. Um, And again, it's not sky's the limit. We've tried to keep it user friendly enough that there's three or four options within each of the different types of benefit coverage. Mm -hmm. But know that if there's interest in having a further conversation, they can reach out to or have an email, um, submit an email so that someone can reach out and, and help answer any questions that the user might have. That's the part I love is that 
you can go in and you could, you, you know, as a business owner, you could sit down with if you have an HR director or you have a, a other key people in your business and you don't have to make this decision alone. It's going to be what do our employees want and what you think they want and what they want could be two very different things. And so you say, OK, this is worth investing more. So options A, B and C, I'm going to take C for this, C for that, B for the third and A for the fourth because we don't really use that a whole lot. So why are we spending more than we need to on an option that people aren't going to use? Oh, right? you've just, oh, for sure. You said that so well. And I think too, you know, if there's a benefit program in place, I sometimes see small businesses that kind of take an approach of set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, and we all know this firsthand, that things change. And over the last two years, things have changed dramatically. And so if a business owner has a benefit program and hasn't kind of revisited what they're offering, now would be a great time to do that. And the other point you made is that hearing directly from the employees on what is meaningful to them, what is going to give them uh, peace of mind that will ultimately enable them to deliver their best work day in and day out. That is so critically important. And you, we're, we're having this conversation in the summer and usually there's an enrollment period towards the end of the year, right? So it'll maybe be October 15th to whenever, right? That's when, when you'll set it and say, okay, you have this much time to figure out what you want to do and, and what you want to offer. So the more time that business owners can spend in advance of presenting the new package, the, the benefits package to their employees, the better chance they have of one keeping somebody who was thinking about leaving, saying, you know, a huge issue was the benefits, but look at what they're going to be introducing in 2023, and then attracting employees, new employees saying, look, we heard from our employees. Here's what they want. We benchmarked ourselves against other businesses like us through this benefit uh, design tool. And we know that we're offering a superior benefits package, but we'll make that investment. And and you said something earlier that that I think it was beyond salaries that healthcare is your second largest expense. Mm -hmm. Very, so, very true. So I hope my listeners, I hope every single one of you go check out that benefit design tool and that well-being index, because now is the time you should be doing it. Because if, you, if you're doing it in October, it's going to be the mad dash. Oh, my gosh. Got to get this up. Don't don't simply set it and forget it or rely on somebody else to tell you what you your employees need. So Absolutely. that's a great point. Great point. The other thing I would I would jump in and add, Brian, too, is, you know, now would be a good time to talk with employees and understand what their level of knowledge is about the benefits they have available to them, assuming that there is a program in place or what would be meaningful to them. Because like you said, oftentimes these programs are run on a calendar year basis or maybe December 1st of each year to the December mm -hmm. or the end of November the, the next year. Um, but while open enrollment is a key time for communicating benefits, what we often find is that there's a ton of value for employers of all sizes, quite honestly, of communicating benefits more regularly. Because mm. as employees, 
unless you're using those benefits, something like dental or vision, you can kind of forget about them. But, you know, again, reiterating those benefits and making sure that there's more of a continual communication cadence around the benefit package too can create that broader awareness and appreciation by employees that can help with the retention component as well. How about a quarterly newsletter? You know, Absolutely. Did you know an internal quarterly newsletter? Did you know that we provide these five things through our benefits program? Mm-hmm. You know, are you taking advantage of them? That's, that's the other thing too is you know if if particularly in small employers where there tends to be you know more of a, a family type feel in a lot of these these businesses oftentimes if employees are using a benefit like disability you know let's take a maternity leave for example something that's covered under a short term disability policy gosh maybe have someone write a blog as they come back to work on how easy that process was and how much um, value they received from having that benefit available to them. Or, you know, if someone was sick and unable to work for a longer period of time, sharing their experience and, and the value that came not only from the support of coworkers, but the value that came from the actual benefit itself. That whole idea of community is Mm -hmm. something that has really grown, hasn't it? Like since we started working virtually and hybrid, it's we were trying to figure out how to stay connected, you know, and everybody in our ecosystem. But really, uh, you know, our our colleagues uh, at work, you know, how do we do that? And I love the idea of sharing stories. Well, that that leads me. We're kind of in the home stretch, which is is disappointing. So you may have to come back as for for big business advice for small business owners. I think I have two questions left. Two, yeah, two questions. Um, so you you've been with Principal. Oh, by the way, I think I forgot this. You know what tomorrow is, don't you? No. National Insurance Day. <laughs> They have a day for everything. Yes, we are. We are recording this at the end of June. And in our weekly newsletter, I wrote about National Insurance Day and it's the end of June. And I said to our readers like today, this week is a perfect time to do your checkups. Right. We're halfway through 2022, which is frightening to me because time is flying. But what a better time than this week to do your checkups. So take yourself up to like what I call 20,000 feet, be in the clouds of your business and look at where you are right now with your business. Are you on track? Are you behind? Are you ahead of schedule? And then look back at the last six months and see where you were. Okay. And what you'll find is that it wasn't a straight line to success where you are. It never is. You know, some business came in that was unexpected. Some business dropped out. Maybe people left. Maybe people became disabled. So some things happen, but you can kind of, you know, you look at everything that you thought was going to happen, everything you planned for and what actually happened. And then you look at the next six months and you say, how secure is my plan? What are my different options? And one of the first things I say in my newsletter is check your insurance. Because, you know, you want to make sure that if your business has changed, that your insurance policies and benefits accurately reflect it. Right. Great. Great advice. And once you're done checking with that, take some time to communicate to employees and make sure they understand and they're appreciating what you as the employer are providing to them. Yes. Love that. 
Love that. We we were good one two combination. There you go. Yeah, it's like the peanut butter and jelly or something. <laughs> I, I love know. it. I don't know. All right. So you've been a principal. You said you just celebrated your 25th anniversary. So here's my question. Based on your two decades working with business owners, what are some of the biggest mistakes that or whether it's you know ongoing mistakes or one-time mistakes that they make when it comes to benefits? So there's really three things that that come to mind that I've seen most often in working with small businesses. One is that many small business, arguably most small businesses, overestimate the cost of providing a benefits program. Now, I'm going to set medical insurance aside for a little bit because there's so many nuances to that. So really, when I make these comments, it really is about non-medical type benefits, the dental, the vision, critical illness, life, the benefits that we've been talking about today. And in fact, um, on average, based on our research, small businesses overestimate the cost by anywhere from four times to 41 times what the actual cost is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's, you know, one item. The second item is really about a lot of businesses think they're just too small to have a benefits program. The reality is you can get group insurance when there are two people at a business. Now, there's certain, you know, certain parameters around that because there may be concerns if it's a husband and wife. Um, so, you know, really it's two unrelated people, but that makes a group. And so, Carriers like Principal will absolutely provide benefit programs for companies of that size and up. And then the third thing is that oftentimes small businesses get laser focused on one aspect of, of their business and kind of forget about some others. And what I mean by that is, you know, really we like to think about making sure that the business, the small business is, you know, taking care of the employees. Mm-hmm. And these are not necessarily in priority order. It's going to depend on the business, but taking care of the employees taking care of the business itself. So back to the the conversation we were having, if the owner becomes unable to work for a period of time and wants to make sure that expenses of the business like payroll are going to continue, um, making sure that that's taken care of. And then three, taking care of the personal needs of that business owner himself or herself. So making sure that the conversation and the thought process really covers each of those components is important. And that would be the third thing I would point out is sometimes we get laser focused on one of those three components and kind of forget about the other two. You would make a great business owner. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I've thought about it. I, so, I, yeah, I haven't well, done it Principal needs you. Principal <laughs> needs you. Those 140,000 customers of yours need you. But it's, uh, it's that sort of thinking that um, it, it's like that big picture thinking about risk reward ratio almost, you know, that, that, you know, I I need to have everything in place before I take my risk. You know, I'm, I'm willing to invest my time, my money, my resources, my sweat into this business. But if something goes sideways, I need to know that if I get knocked down, I don't get knocked out. Absolutely. Because, you know, curveballs happen to all of us. It's not a matter of, if it's a matter of when. And so what's in our control right now as a business owner or a professional to help minimize the impact of those curveballs when they come? Yeah. 
Yeah. You'd be a great business coach too, by the way. Just FYI. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling you would very politely say to people, you know, are you out of your mind? What are you doing with this business? Your exposure is so great. You know, if you're dancing on a high wire with no safety net, let's fix these things. Mm-hmm. And what a better time really than right now. And I hope our, our listeners take advantage of that. Use this time between the first and second half of the year to really examine your business. And by the way, don't do it by yourself. That's the biggest mistake a lot of business owners make. They look at it themselves and they only see their business from one angle. And you don't ask the what if questions. You don't ask the important ones because you're afraid to answer them. So do it with other people who see your business from different angles than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Great okay. advice. Here, here, Well, thank you. And, and I'm just playing off of what you've been saying this, this entire podcast. So you have been a fantastic first guest for big business advice for small business owners. I couldn't think of a better way to kick things off. And I know my listeners are going to give us some very positive feedback on, on today's show. So thank you for that. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you again for the opportunity. Please. Yeah. And so here's the last question is, so how can people get in touch with you or Principal Financial Group if they have more questions or they want to discuss some of the things we talked about today? Absolutely. So certainly there's a wealth of information like the benefit design tool that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. There's some other tools available out there at principal.com. Um, if you do have more specific questions, um, feel free to reach out to me directly. You can reach me via email at Hoganson, H-O-O-G-E-N-S-E-N dot Kara, K-A-R-A at principal.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. This was this was great. I know I'm going to have you back probably towards the end of the year as we're getting gearing up to right to 2023. I'd love to have you on talk more about uh, things that business owners can do to hit the ground running in the next year. How does that sound? That sounds fantastic. And we'll have some updated research by then to share as well. Yes. Excellent. All right. So thank you, Kara, for sharing your thoughts and insights and advice to business owners today. And I want to thank our listeners for all your feedback and suggestions, because I, I honestly, if it wasn't for you, um, I wouldn't have started this segment and I wouldn't have had Kara on our podcast. So thank you for that. And we will be talking to you next week on another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.